Chat Clicks, the movie and TV podcast. I'm your host, Carl Pierce. Today with us, we have Richard Erlen. Hello. We have Lee Stackpool. Hello. And we have Alan Bulger. Hello. And today's episode, we're talking about post-apocalyptic movies. So we thought we'd define it first, because when you first think like post-apocalyptic, what comes to my mind straight away is zombies. But Richard, you're very adamant about not having zombie films and things. Um, so we thought we could, we could just talk about what what is a post-apocalyptic film. Well, I think I think we'd already done a zombies one, hadn't we? So yeah. I was I was being a bit harsh and saying no zombie ones, and we had a quick discussion. Um, and what was what was my um, proposition that every zombie film is an apocalyptic film, but every apocalyptic film is not necessarily a zombie film. Post-apocalyptic. Um, because if you've got zombies, that's it. It's the end of the world, sort of. Yeah. So, uh, but I think the main thing was is that we'd we, we'd covered um, we'd covered the zombie ones in a in a previous edition, which Carl will just uh, will include here, won't he? Just here, click uh, on that. People. Where we click? Where we? Where, what are you putting at? This this is listening. <laughs> just there. This like, is a listening. Like on YouTube. This isn't this isn't one of them video um, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it not? Yeah. Um, and the other Stop one I mentioned that. was uh, we can't have di- is it dystopian films because I yeah. think that's a se- separate category and I think we agreed on that, didn't we? Yeah. So we're going to rule out dystopian things like Logan's Run, where there's like there's like a civilization yeah. already, yeah. though it's not very nice or whatever. It's not post-apocalyptic. Um, More dystopian Logan's Run, isn't it? Great yeah, film, that's not. it. Yeah, so we'll give that them sort of things I missed. Um, so are we going to mention zombie ones or not? We can I've, do. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't going to. But if 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 anyone else wants to, that's fine too. Well, should we get them out the way? Because I've I've got I've got I've got two, two zombie ones which, um, yeah, which which do fit the bill of post-apocalyptic. So the first one, which is one of my favourites, uh, is Land of the Dead. I've spoke about it in detail before. George A. Romero, um, zombie, fourth one in his zombie series, um, set in a world where the zombies own the earth, basically, and this one city is where the humans live, and shit, it's the fan, as, as always does. And I know you've, you've, you're not a big fan of that one, Ailey. That's the one with um, um, Dennis Hopper in it, and John Legazanamo, whatever his name is. Um, I know you're not a big fan of it. but uh, I've seen that, I've seen that at the pictures, though. Yeah, yeah, well, me too. That was my first date with Lorna. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I like it, but I know it's uh, it's not it's not one of the best. And then the other one I was thinking of was um, Zombieland, where clearly the world is controlled by zombies, and it's you know it has been the end of the world, and they're surviving the end of the world. So I thought I'd mention them two zombie ones. Is there any more sort of like that sort of stick out? I think the biggest ones I am Legend, isn't it? Well, are they zombies? The biggest zombie. You see, in the original book, they're vampires. Um, oh, are they? So in the film, they're sort of zombie-like, aren't they? But they're, they're sort of sentient zombies because they, they're, they're clever, aren't they? They're not just mindless monsters, if you like. They, they, they do work together. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. So I was going to mention Iron Legend as well. Obviously, Will Smith from I don't know the year. Yeah, 2007. Yeah. Seven. I was going to say 2007. Yeah, and I think we've oh. talked about it in the past, haven't we? It's uh, based on the book by, oh, what's his name? Is it Richard Marth- Marthston? Mason. There we go, that'll do. Um, 
Yeah, and it's set after the plague has wiped out most of humanity, and there's one man uh, is, is trying to find a cure. One man and his dog trying to find a cure. Um, but these zombie vampire monsters come out at night. Uh, in the day, he's fine. He's got total rain over the city, hasn't he? And then other night, uh, they come out and sort of wreak havoc. Um, but yeah, I really like it. really like that film. What do we think about the setting? Because it's... I, I mean... I, I haven't seen it for a while, so remind me of the actual sort of setting. What's uh, what's the city like? What are the people like? Well, the normal people. There. There's only him there, isn't is he? There's no other people. Um, I think there's people like upstate. Right. Um, where he consoles the city. He's the only person in the city, apart from these zombie vampire people. Um, and I think it's New York City, if I remember. Yeah, it is. New York City, and it's him just like sort of surviving. But it's it's really freaky some of the scenes in it where he's um, he's playing golf on the on the like the, yeah. the battle cruiser or something, um, yeah, and just driving around the streets on his own. It it, it looks really good. It, you know, it's, it, yeah, I, I really like it. I preferred the book to be honest. I think I've said this in the past. I preferred the book to the film, but yeah, it was enjoyable. Um, he's more of a hero in this one, whereas the book he was mm-hmm. he was a bit of he was a bit of the villain. But I won't say too much about that. Um, yeah. Any more opinions about I Am Legend? It's got one of the uh, artists, one of the artists to watch scenes uh, in film history, aren't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, are we, we going to give spoilers about it? No, I mean. All right. I can't, but yeah. I mean that, that is like horrendous. Yeah, it's not nice. You're not seeing it, Al? No. No. Are you? Uh, do you like animals? Do I like animals? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then it might. Yeah, it might. Might. <laughs> animals involved. It's not. I don't like all animals. What? What's your least favorite animal? Um. <laughs> this is where this podcast's gone, by the way. Like the <laughs> really The rats. Oh no, they're alive. They're gone. No rats. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good though. It's worth the watch. It's it's. Mm. The, the thing I don't like about it between that and the book is obviously the end. The endings are totally different. Has anyone ever read the book? No. no. So like the, the, the ending's totally different. I love the, the ending of the book. It sort of punctuated why it was called I Am Legend because it's a twist on the sort of the vampire story. You know, it's a twist on it's a it's a, it's a spin on Dracula basically. Um, whereas the the film, like you said there, Richard, it's a bit like a zombie film more than that, isn't it? But still good, still enjoyable, and definitely post-apocalyptic. You know, <laughs> New York has yeah. never looked so deserted. All right, anyone else want to start us off there with any non-zombie films then? Can I say zombie uh, before we move on? Oh, yeah, go for it, Al. Um, I have spoken about this on the podcast a while ago, and uh, it was when I was going through the Walking Dead phase. And I was just finishing it, but it's got nothing to do with the Walking Dead, but it could be in the Walking Dead universe, but it's got Martin Freeman in it, and it's called Cargo. I was just looking up the name of it, and um, I, I highly recommend it. Really good film. Really enjoyable. Mm. And that's definitely post post apocalyptic. Yeah, is that where he's trying to get across the country with his family or something? Is that right? Is that where? Uh, yeah, it's a road trip movie. Yeah. Movie. And I, I could give you the, the segment of the, the storyline, but it's it's one of those where I think you best go into it with knowing uh, as little as possible, and I think you'd be you know you'd be happily rewarded. Whereas if I give you tidbits of the story, you know. 
kind of spoils some of the, 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 the things you come across. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. All right. So who wants to start? Well, go on. I will. Go uh, on, Richard. Go ahead, lad. I, I just, it, it's a film from, let me have a think, or let me have a look. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at it here. <laughs> film from 2009 with Vigo. Is it Vigo or Vigo? More Teston? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Road, mm. which is, I think it's so different to all of the other types of films we're probably going to discuss, in that it's just concentrate. It, it, it's, it's harrowing. It's very depressing. Um, it's not a happy ride at all. Um, but basically, it's about father and son who are trying to get through post-apocalyptic world. Um, I don't think we're really. Ex- there's not a massive amount of explanation to what's happened, um, but it's their survival. And as opposed to so many other things like this, there isn't um, there isn't a, a massive baddies or anything like that, or there isn't one huge group of people. Um, it's it's just small groups fight for survival, basically. I don't know if anybody's seen it. Yes, I have. I also read. Um... I went. I started to get into um, Paul McCarthy, the author. Um, I've read. Uh, I, I didn't know. I didn't finish it. Actually. I half read uh, one of his other book, a uh, book called Blood Meridian, uh, which they were supposed to be making into a film, uh, which was sort of like harrowing tale of people going across the West uh, in just in the Wild West. Yeah. And it had a mysterious character in who's alluded studies like the devil and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I know people that have read uh, The Road in particular. I know Cormac McCarthy wasn't a fan of the film. Um, no. Probably from its lack of exposition in the actual film. I've watched it and I was like, is this just designed to just depress you, this film? Um, yeah. There yeah. was no real. Uh, there was sort of nothing really that would make me go back and watch that film it's it's quite a ride isn't it it's not nice it's not a happy film but um, I think it's probably one of the most realistic things if if things were to go wrong this is how the world will be Um, we're we're not going to have people with guns forming huge armies it's going to be little you know small families roaming just looking for some food and shoes that's one thing that they say is that they're looking for shoes uh, and a bit of warmth there's a little bit of there's a glimmer of hope halfway through the film which is nice as well um but i think it's just so realistic very very realistic i mean obviously we're not gonna compare it to what's happened because it's not happened yet has it but I think if it was going to happen, this is what it would be like. Yeah. Hmm. Do we know why it's apocalyptic? Like, what was the apocalypse that, that happened in this? Do we know? Do you uh, yeah, well, you're near a nuclear air age shelter going off. Uh, siren going off, sorry. Um, and he just said there was a big light. Yeah. He, he knows to start filling the bath up, don't he? Went in the flashback scene, so it's kind of like they're expecting um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, infrastructure to collapse. So they know something's coming. Um, and it's, I think it's a, when I watched it, I got the impression it was um, it was thermonuclear war. The bombs. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Which, you know what? That's that's always frightened me. That I mean, since I've seen it in like Terminator Two, that scene where Sarah Connor gets blown up, that, that, that nuclear war has always frightened me. Like it's often, not frightened, but fascinating. Well, definitely frightened, but like fascinating as well. Morbid curiosity. Seems to be a big one. Terminator. Well, we can do, yeah. I mean, because I suppose <clears throat> the initial the I've first just one. Finished watching it. <laughs> have you which one? The first one, literally, oh. that's why I was a bit late. Yeah. So now we've watched the first one, we, we can watch the rest with the kids. Brilliant. Um, but it's, it's it's a little bit like one of the other ones I want to talk about in that it's not really set post-apocalyptic. It's post-apocalyptic in the past, isn't it? Or is it? Post-apocalyptic in the past. <laughs> well, they, they go back in the past. It's yeah. a time travel thing gets complicated, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, can, yeah. it is, but it isn't. <laughs> yeah, it it gets very complicated with the later films as well. But um, yeah, I mean they're what, great what films. About the machines taking over. Could that happen? Do we think thermonuclear war could could machines take over? I I personally think that's the most um like biggest threat to humanity is machines taking over. And I don't think it'll be like that. I don't think they'll blow us up. I think they just generally manipulate us into just being like you know nothing do you know what i mean just sort of like manipulating us into not living properly <laughs> as, I, as i always say to your alexas and your google homes and all that jazz they're, yeah. they're the ones you've got to look out for yeah that's it like like and you know th- things like social media like the algorithms that we talked about the other week didn't we you know controlling people's moods and controlling people's actions that's that's how if if that was going to happen that's how it would happen that's how the robots take over mm. so bow down to our robot lords and masters we are not <laughs> <ready>. <laughs> we will save you <laughs> like like difficult to escape as well because okay people say oh right i'm not gonna i'm gonna turn my smart speaker off right i'm not gonna have a mobile phone but then you can still get tracked with your, your credit cards and and various other things as ways of like controlling you. So yeah. there's no, I just think there's no way of escaping them. Mm. No. <laughs> oh, you're right. Absolutely no way. Yeah. And you've got all your CCTVs watching you all the time. And like, you know, we've got a camera on our laptops and a camera on our phones. They're all watching us. And, you know, yeah. hello to the CIA, you know, hope you're okay. Um, yeah. But what, the, what they're going to do is they're going to create a virus and then they're, they're going to create a vaccine and they're going to put microchips in us. That's what's going to happen. You, <laughs> you mark my words. That will happen. The lizards, the lizards are going to do it. <laughs> is, this what, what, is this what it's about? Is this why people won't wear the masks? Yeah, one of the things. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the air's flat. <laughs> and Trump on the election. All these, yeah, we know all this. <laughs> but yeah, we digress. But um, like. So, going back to the Terminator films, um, Terminator Salvation is actually set in the future, isn't it? It is actually set in the post-apocalyptic world, um, which wasn't yeah. well, well received, but I didn't, I didn't mind it, actually. I thought it was okay. I, I enjoyed it as well. I, didn't, I thought it was all right. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting to see, you know, that part of the Terminator franchise. And I thought they'd done it well enough. There was a few silly bits... You know, Helena Bonham Carter being a computer and 
Sam Worthington being half robot. That's not a spoiler, by the way. That's in the trailer. They spoiled that in the trailer. That lovely. You know, that could have been a brilliant. That was the re- yeah, it was. It was like one of the reveals they didn't need to put in the trailer. Exactly. It was all over. It was all overshadowed with "Are you gonna trash my lights?" Ah, uh-huh. brilliant. The famous, the famous daughter Christian Bale, just yeah. being yeah. Christian Bale, and then you were <laughs> expecting. Well, all right, is this going to be some really hard hitting emotive bit of acting that Christian Bale was so invested in? And you're like. It's kind of just Transformers, really, isn't it, Christine? Was yeah. there any... I don't think there was any need for you to, like, get that <laughs> immersed in it, really. Yeah. Oh, Christian goes for it, doesn't he? He does yeah. go for it, but I could have played him in that. <laughs> like, just turned up and done it. I mean, it was, you know... Lee, I think you'd be a brilliant... Um, what's his name? John, John Connor. John Connor. I think you'd be brilliant, I John Connor. I think, I think I'd have been brilliant. Mm. Yeah, enjoyed them. Enjoyed them films. Um... What about Genesis and uh, the last one? Well, again, I I enjoyed I enjoyed I've both. Gen- Genesis was a bit gets I've a bit confusing. In the last two, because of the, the bad write-ups and stuff. Yeah. I mean, with Bears, but, uh, Salvation, I enjoyed it, but I felt it wasn't as good as what it could have been. Mm. And uh, the, the anticipation about it, because when Terminator 2 came out and the, the computer games and those. Uh, the shoot-up ones, the shoot-em-up ones, yeah. like the actual war, got you excited. <laughs> like it looks the, amazing, yeah. apocalyptic you know, wanted to see, like, proper full-on battles, like Lord of the Rings style with, like, the robots. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. It was just, like, it felt like Salvation was leading up to that point, and it never mm-hmm. full-on went there. You, you know, I wanted to see, like, full-on chaos, you know. Well, I think that was the original plan, wasn't it? And then... Because Salvation wasn't a big success, they sort of canned it and then done Genesis and then they canned that and then done the last one, which was Dark Fate. And again, Dark Fate is okay, but it's basically a reboot of number two. It's it's number two or number three, bit of a mixture of the two. Good, it's you know it's worth watching. I've heard the rumours about that they're thinking of doing a movie of a, the Alien saga that um, delete Alien three. So Alien 3 didn't happen, and Newt and the other guy. Yes. Oh, really, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I hope it doesn't come out. There's a, a, a like a book, and like a novelization of it. Mm. But there's all talks about it, like, actually being made into a movie. I hope it doesn't happen, because I love Alien 3. I think... I, 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 yeah, it wasn't given the chance. It was, it was one of them. Um, it went back to that claustrophobic sort of desolization of space mm-hmm. um, that the second one detracted from yeah. and give you this really good yeah. sci-fi due to much sequel that was probably one of the best sequels ever yeah. um, and then people wanted more of that but it was, it was going back to what it originally was and people didn't get it and they hated on it but I could sit there and watch Alien 3 now and enjoy it and I mean the amount of actors in that. Oh, uh, yeah. Charles Dance. I mean, basically every British actor from the 1970s, early 80s was in it. <laughs> and it was like, it was great. And they yeah. were all on this like weird penal colony. I, do you know what? People didn't give that film a chance. Yeah. Um, Skinhead Sigourney Weaver. Brilliant. Iconic. Yeah. 
you know, it, it does get you're right there, Lee. It does get a lot of stick, but it's enjoy it's an enjoyable. I think it had loads of trouble in production, didn't it? So I think I think the writing, I think it had loads of cuts and and what have you, and re-edited and all sorts of things. I think that that hurt it a lot. But, yes. Yeah, it's 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 a reasonable film. Yeah. What yeah. was the what was the fourth one where um, Ripley Re- wakes Resurrect. up and she's a clone of herself? Resurrection. Yeah. Resurrection. Resurrection. I didn't mind the resurrection with Ron Perlman in it as like yeah. the space mercenary. It was silly and it was slapstick, but how did do you know what I remember it? Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was, was okay, wasn't it? It was so yeah. far removed from the other three. It wasn't, you know, it may have well have been not the same films, but I I watched it. I enjoyed it. It entertained me. Yeah, I haven't seen the the recent one. What's what was that one? Is that Covenant or something? Is it? Right, Prometheus oh. and Covenant. Um, isn't he an alien? Covenant is that alien Covenant? Yeah, I I I like Prometheus. I've got Prometheus has grown on me every time I've watched it. It's got better. Alien Covenant was okay, and I, I want, do want to watch it again. It was mm. just okay. It was bit. It didn't. It's tonal. It was like didn't know what it wanted to be it was like sometimes it was like a horror movie sometimes it was like prometheus had this like big deep and meaningful thing going on and alien covenant kind of divert from that a little bit mm. yeah because it, it kind of continues on from it. it's still got a present but then it goes a bit more silly and stuff and it, it just messes around again what i was saying about rebooting it stuff it's just i think if like one of the arguments about George Lucas's like prequel trilogy is that he stuck to his guns. He, he kept up with his vision. You know, he, he didn't jump around with various things. You know, we're going going off on away from pop up with shit like that. But yeah, this this these are the different tone. The alien ones, yeah. Yeah. The Prometheus. All right, we bring ourselves back to Earth then. So. <laughs> Go on, Richard. Any more that you want to mention? Another big one. Now, because my catchphrase on this wonderful self-help group seems to be, I need to watch it again. Um, Mad Max Fury Road. Absolutely. I bought it when it it came out and I wasn't impressed. And I thought, right, well, if if we're going to do a pod on post-apocalyptic movies, I'm going to have to watch it again because it's going to be mentioned. And it's a hell of a lot better than I think, than I remember the first time. Um, all I remember the first time is just like the whole film being uh, them on the road and that was it. And it was just a massive long chase, but it was separated. And I didn't, I don't think I actually understood the storyline really. Um, but yeah, yeah, so, so uh, Richard, I think that's, that's just what it is. It is just them on a, it's, if, to me, the first like half hour. Around, it was just like, yeah, it was like yeah. the, like an event, you know, it's like a thrill. Yeah, like a, like a roller coaster. It was only about half an hour was the actual chase, the first chase. It was only about half an hour, but it seemed to go on and on the first time I watched it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's got it's got a storyline behind it. How it how it relates to the other films, I don't think it does really. It doesn't seem to follow on. I think they take the character, and that is more or less it. Um, I think, and uh, I, think you, I think if if you it's 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 uh, if I remember correctly I think it's a soft retelling of the second one. I could be wrong right. there, <clears throat> or it might follow on from the second one. But yeah, I th- right. it, there's a connection, but it's like that. But it doesn't really matter, does it? No, I, the, the the third, I enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought it was amazing. I, I went to pitch to see that. It was fantastic. And what I love about it as well, I think it's the director of the, the original, the second one. It's the original director, isn't it? Um, and it's all, well, mostly practical effects. Yeah. So all them cars, you know, where it's like double-decker cars and things like that, they're Rob. all real and can drive and, you know, they can, you can jump off it and jump on. And it's 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 just the right amount of ridiculous. Ridiculousness. I, I think that's what it is. It's that ridiculousness. Yeah. That I, I, first, first time I watched it, it was a little bit like Watchmen. I thought, this is just too out there. And I think if you just take your sensible hat off, you, you can just get sort of like, you know, you can just go along with it, and, and it's yeah. and it's good. To, it's a good watch. Um, I, but like you say about the cars were actually built, um, and uh, I, I love some of the little details. Like uh, there's guys on massive long poles that are swinging around, and they're they're being swung underneath by, uh, and they dig down and they take people out of the the rig that she's driving. Um, I don't remember anything from the first time I watched it. I love love the guy with the electric car gets guitar all the way through. Oh, and yeah. yeah, to do for yeah. you. Yeah, they, yeah, they've got their own music, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> their own yeah. theme tune. It's like that bit in Family Guy. <laughs> ah, brilliant, so outrageous, but it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I believe Charlie Theron's character is getting a spin-off film. Really? Or it was muted. I don't know if it's. I think it's somebody else playing it. So I think it's a different actress, but I'm not too sure who it is, and I can't remember. But I'm sure there's some sort of script out there where it's going to be a, a spin-off. But yeah, she's... she's a, uh, yeah, she is. She's notoriously hard work to work with, apparently. Oh, really, yeah? Yeah. That like, everything, yeah. Say that again. Is that what you found? She's difficult found, to work with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah in, my, in my personal experience, it's all very... <laughs> I've heard there and um, obviously um, Tom Hardy didn't get on at all, but I've heard from other people who've worked with her that um, she's like, she's just hard work. Really? Brilliant. Yeah, but that may, that may not be true. That might be just anecdotal. And yeah. I could be completely wrong on that. <laughs> mm. I think she's in the same vein as Christian Bale, isn't she? Like very, in, very intense when she's when she's off, her, off on one. Yeah. <laughs> As he is, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But, you know, to get results, the, the brilliant, brilliant mm. actors, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, sticking with Mad Max for a second, we, what do we think of the originals, then? Are we fans? Um, for I, thought, time. For time, I, really I thought they were brilliant. Good. I thought Beyond Thunderdome got a lot of hate. Because, um, obviously, this, it was coming off the back of the second one, which was just like, and again, another amazing sequel. Probably better than the first, really. Mm. Uh, the first one's very sort of um, not low budget but grounded, isn't it? It's not. It's just. It's not silly. It's. But then it's the second. Just seventies. It's just seventies. The death in it. Yeah. Uh, whereas the second one's more like, like people are familiar with Mad Max now. Let's make a, an action film that. Yeah. I'll, I'll get. I'll export well, and I think people wanted that from the third one. Uh, but a lot of people hated on it. But I think the. Um, the fight scene with the chainsaw in the Thunderdome was like, mm. what a step piece that was. Yeah. And, and what's 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 the line? Two 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 will enter, one will leave. Is one it? One man line? leaves. Yeah. One man leaves. Boss. Tina Turner's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Tina's in it and everything. So. And what a tune that is. I know she's boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I, yeah, I think I remember watching the second one to be honest and not enjoying it as much as the first or the third or Fury Road, which I thought was interesting. But I wouldn't mind, like you said, Bear Richard, I wouldn't mind watching them again. Mm. Good films when Meg, Mel Gibson was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when he wasn't saying silly things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he needs to maybe pack the drinker in and um, allegedly <laughs> off YouTube maybe a bit. That would be that would be good. <laughs> but he's directed some decent things though. That's what he's. I mean, he's amazing. Found. Yeah. Apocalypto. Yeah. Apocalypto is fantastic. That's that's amazing film. That. Um, no, ironically, is that is that a post-apocalyptic film or no? Yes. Well, it's their world, isn't it? It's to ah. the needs of peoples. That that was their world, and then obviously the the Europeans turn up, and you know what I mean. That's not that's necessarily a good thing. Like, oh, I, I've never seen it. Never seen it. Oh, good, good. It's got the best party in out of any of the, the most scariest party in film history. That's right. I remember we, we shared it on the socials, didn't we, a while ago? Yeah, yeah. I remember you sending that to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, Lisa, do you, want to, um, do you want to do some of your films that you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I was going to breeze through quite quickly. In the same sort of vein as, um, I mean, Richard's mentioned The Road, another one that I thought was done better than The Road, and wasn't. And even though it's grim as hell and depressing, I thought it just come across better as a better film. So Richard may like this. It was an Australian film. Australian film, again, doing well tonight. Um, 2013 apocalyptic film called These Final Hours. I've not heard of it. No, okay. Yeah, it's an Australian indie film, um, and there's an um, it's either a comet or a solar flare, um, and it hits Earth basically, and Aust- basically he's in Australia, and they're going to be the last to get it basically, and there's this fella who just wants to go to a drug and booze party, and just like get blacked out, blacked out. Um, but obviously things happen and he becomes a little bit of a reluctant hero on these final 12 hours of humanity, really. Um, and he tries to do, obviously, the right thing in each sort of thing while eventually decides that he wants to spend his last few minutes with his girlfriend. And it's, do you know what, it's, it's gone like a sort of not happy ending by any means, really, because the world ends, but... Spoilies. <laughs> um, but it's definitely worth it, and I enjoyed it more than the road. I watched it twice. Um, pretty, it's pretty grim, like, but better. Just work better as a film. Mm. Um, and like I say, today, these final hours, 2013. Um, and it was yeah. yeah, it was it was the director's fortnight. It went to Cannes in 2014. Um, not a bad bit of indie film um at all so it's definitely definitely one to watch um is that film, anything like you know is it I, on streaming I, yeah well i watched it on uh, online um oh dear oh yeah <laughs> you might be able to get it i think if anywhere's gonna have it prime i'll have it because it's like i say it is indie it's an indie film yeah. it's not big budget so it probably won't be on netflix you can rent um, it for, you can rent it for a pound <laughs> yeah, it, one film I'm good enough to mention I haven't seen, but I want to see it because it's sort of made history. Um, and obviously over the last two years with the news and everything, it, it hasn't received the, the infamous publicity it probably should have deserved. 
and it was the adaptation from the book of the Mortal Engines, um, twenty eighteen post apocalyptic adventure based on these books, these sort yeah. of like late late teenage book, um, coming on the back of successes like you know Hunger Games and Maze Runner. Um, which I thought was all right. I thought I've watched a couple of them, and I thought they were all right as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, the Mortal Engines. Apparently, it lost 175 million pounds. Um, because it was that expensive to make, and it bombed that much, and it bombed that much that I really want to see it now to see if it's as bad <laughs> as it got panned. Um, if you it watch was... the trailers, it probably worked well as a book, but um. You watch the trailers and the like. You know, the cities are now on wheels and they're driving around. Yeah, it's not another that city. huge. So like, yeah, long, it's a fascinating long, idea, isn't it? it, it it's it's odd. London with Tower Bridge and like castles and things like that that you recognise, and it's massive. And it's the the city, like you say, is on wheels, but it's absolutely huge. I think it might be on Netflix at the moment. I'm not sure. I was just yeah. trying to find it. Um. So I really want to see it because it lost that much money. Um, but like I say, I can't give it my own critique because I haven't actually seen it yet. Um, another fi- another good film. Um, yeah, sorry, it is on Netflix, by the way, sorry. Is it all oh, right? It's on Netflix? Yeah. So, I mean, can we have possibly um, Oblivion with Tom Cruise? Like it. I watched that a couple of days ago in right. preparation for today. Right. Now, what a film. Um, I I love Tom Cruise. Um, okay. And I, I think he's I think I don't think he's done that many bad films. Um, so obviously this was around the same time as Edge of Tomorrow, which is more of a groundhog time film than a post-apocalyptic yeah. film. Uh, That's I, I, I say I think that's the best computer game film you'll ever see. It's not based on a computer game, but it's exactly what you do in a computer game. You have a go with something, get killed, and you try again. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I, I thought it was quirky and good in its own way, but I really enjoyed Oblivion, and you've got great performances with um, everyone's favourite bad boy, Jamie Lannister, Nikolai Walter Costa, um, oh, yeah. Who, who, yeah. who's just in it, because why not have... A minute. I, I think he says fit. two words. I think he says two. He is. He is a handsome man. At least. Let's be perfectly <laughs> honest. Um, Morgan Freeman. Um, yeah. and, and this is really embarrassing. The girl who's in it, the English actress. There's a. Go up here. Riceberg. Riceberg. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I'm, I'm just gonna. Do, I'm just gonna double check that. And obviously, the, whoever does the voice for Sally, who's the... Melissa Leo. The, ah, here we go. Don't know where. <laughs> and what a film. And what amazing sound effects from the Alien drones. Yeah, it is. Yes, yeah. That would have been amazing on the pictures. I, I watched that. I so he's So what's the premise of it? Is, is he, he's, he's collecting like, resources or something, isn't he? Right, I want. I'm gonna have to tread carefully because if you haven't seen it, it's obviously the big sort of midpoint twist of the mm. film that I don't want to spoil. But okay, so basically it starts off and it explains at the beginning. Um, everyone's moved to Titan. Um, the Earth's been ravaged by aliens. 
um, and aiming as sidekick um, are basically there to look after these drones. Sorry, the drones that belong to the humans and for collecting water for nuclear fusion. Um, and they're there to just make sure that the the remnants of the aliens on Earth don't obviously mess with the drones and things like that. Mm. And um, I'm not going to spoil any more of it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I remember it now. Now you've, you've mentioned it. And what seems to be quite a big part of some of these films, um, like you know things like this and I Am Legend, is the isolation, isn't it? Which you would expect. It's it's single people or a very small group of people surviving on their own mm. with, like you say, very very little resource and things like that. That tends to be the sort of the trope of, of a post-apocalyptic film, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, no need to trust. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The villains tend to be other people. <laughs> that tends to be, yeah, just humans. Humans are villains. <laughs> just humans in general. But yeah, that's a good shot, Batley. It's a good film. Yeah, it looks looks amazing as well, doesn't it? Do you know what? It's a great film. Uh, that's another film I could just throw on now. Uh, the soundtrack has done was done by M83 as well, sorry. Um, everything about the sound of that film was fantastic, from the sound effects to the uh, to the M83. If you like a little bit of um, French electro synth. And who um, doesn't? Who do- I mean, what? everyone can enjoy that. Um, no, they're pretty on, good. Yeah. On that note, can we just have a minute silence for uh, Daft Punk splitting up? Speaking of French... French Electro. Right. Just have a minute silence, please. Yeah. Shh. Shh. Minute silence. Stop. Richard, stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Any more, Lee? Any more films? Um, Gotta come out with, um, obviously, War of the Worlds. Any of the War of the Worlds films. Um, and obviously, you could mention the Tom Cruise one again, which I don't think was bad. Yeah. Um, and again, do you know what seems to be quite a big thing? I've read quite a few of these books, but yeah, the, the Tom Cruise one sort of updates the book, but follows the very same beats. It's very close to the book in terms of the story and the set pieces, whereas like the original 57 film, whatever year it was, um, that's very its own, it's, it's its own thing, that one. But yeah, the Tom Cruise one's really enjoyable. I think the musical's the best, though. <laughs> the musical? No, I've never seen the actual like, production, but the album. You know, yeah. No one <laughs> it's fun. Do, oh, do, it's do, outstanding. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Well, during, during lockdown one, me and me, like, my close mates, we we did, like, a, a thing where we said, like, share with the group an album every day. And that's one of the albums I shared with, with the lads was uh, War of the Worlds. Because it is just, it's an outstanding, it's an outstanding album. Have you got on vinyl, Carl? Yeah, I ended up buying it because of, of that. Because I was listening yeah. to it on Spotify. I was like, I need that on vinyl now. <laughs> so yeah, I bought that. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Could I just say yeah. something to Lee and Al? Did, well, did you notice that Carl said his close mates there? I, I take did. offence to that, to be honest. I, did, I, I yeah. don't know where, where we stand now. Oh, sorry. I wasn't included in that. Did you, did you think we were friends, Richard? I'm sorry about that. I'm well, sorry. You know. Sorry, you got that impression. <laughs> You're my colleague, aren't you? <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Podcast mates. <laughs> Podcast mates. 
Ah, uh, no, you are my close friends too, Richard. I love you really. All I've got right. my close mates okay. and my closer mates. I won't tell you who's who. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering, you know. <laughs> but yeah, now nah, good one. Yeah, that's a good one, now. Lee, thanks for that. Al, should we come to you? What have you? What have you got? Yeah, right. Um, I'm gonna talk about one. I don't think I've seen since I was a kid. Um, but it's very influential, right? Um, a boy and his dog. Have you heard of it? No. No, I've never heard this one. I've, I've heard of it only on only on this list that I'm looking at now, 1975. Uh, so, I, I remember seeing this when I was dead, dead young. Like, my my brother used to, like, wind me up something rotten, and I, this was one of those films that kind of, like, shouldn't have been watching, but I, I, I managed to see somehow. Or it, it just, it's left an imprint in your memory. I haven't seen it all the way through, and I want to go back and watch it. But I remember being like traumatized by it because um, I'm not going to give away like what happened. I don't. But um, can, can I read this tagline? Sorry, Alter and Subs. Can I read this tagline on the poster? It says, yeah. "A boy and his dog, an R-rated, rather kinky tale of survival." <laughs> <laughs> can you see it? No? Did I say that he watched it when he was young? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it corrupted them. I've seen the whole thing though, but I remember it was more about the dog that um that traumatized me. Like um, but it it I think I mean in the eighties there was a load of films that were like deserts, post-apocalyptic, cheaply made, Mad Max style. This was like you know five This was before Mad Max, so it set that tone of like de- you know. Deserts, shanty towns, people like you know on road trips, loners trying to like it's, it's got that feeling of it. But it's, as I said, it's a long, long time since I've seen. Well, I don't know even think I've seen it all the way through. But mm. if if it is what I'm thinking of, because I, I remember seeing it like I thought it was an 80s film. I didn't realize it was from 75. But um, I'm dying. I'm dying to just tell you like what what I think happened to the dog because I, I was just like traumatised by it um, but yeah it, I, I need to go back and watch, watch it yeah it's on it's on Amazon Prime as well if, you want, if you're if you after it yeah. yeah I've forgotten about it until like now look like doing some research for this, I'm like. reading I'm reading some of the synopsis of it <laughs> Lee's pulling the face <laughs> Like, does, it, does it sound like it's on par with I Am Legend? Like that sort of thing with the dog? It sounds like I'm, I'm not even going to watch it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I've just, I've just read till the end. Um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't appear that that is in it, but it appears everything else is. <laughs> Every, every, everything else is shamelessly in it, it seems. Yeah. The story follows 18-year-old Vic and telepathic dog blood as they scavenge for food in the ruined waste of America. When the duo encounter an underground community, Vic realises all too late that Finn Lord there for a single nefarious purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, this article has links to find more information about electro-ejaculation. So I'm just going to leave it there on the synopsis. Uh, is that one to watch alone, lads? Yeah. 
I've no, I've no words. That's what I'll do for What year is that? I'll tell you what, Al. You watch it, and then you let us know what, whether it's worth watching again. 1975. <laughs> we might have to do a special episode, innit? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Don Johnson, is it? As well. Pre, um, pre Miami Vice. Okay, Al. What else have you got? Uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Hang on, is it post-apocalyptic? Yeah. Whoa. Woo-hoo. Hang on a sec. Richard, have you seen it? I don't it? think it is. Have you seen it, though? Me? The first one? Yeah. The very, very first one? Yeah. Right. Okay, the original one. The original yeah. one, maybe. Well, I thought it was well, just after... The, the original one's after the world... After we just had our time on the Earth. Isn't it? So, do you know the twist of Planet of the Apes? Ye, um, is it a mirrored universe? No, it's... Well, spoilers, you haven't seen Planet of the Apes, we're people. Getting... We're going to spoil it now. But the last scene is Charlton Heston on the yeah. beach. And he comes across the Statue of Liberty when all along we thought it was a planet of its own, but it's actually Earth in the future. So it yeah. is it is definitely post apocalyptic. Because I, I thought it was just sort of like after the human race had died out naturally. No, I think the human, the human race killed themselves. Post apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's definitely I was thinking I'll get a bit worried there, Richard, that you hadn't seen it. Yes, yeah. I, I, I questioned it myself because I was wondering about talking about it. But yeah. I, I I quickly dismissed it thinking no. Yeah. But so go on, Al, why is, why is that a good one? Well, um, I'll start off, the, the 60s ones are great. I think the, 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 the biggest thing that stepped out is the special effects, like the the, anim, like the anim, animatronics or whatever you call it, with the you know the, the way the masks look. I think they look, they look, they look iconic. And yeah. then the other, the other TV series, didn't they? I remember it being on the uh, Channel 4, BBC 2 thing, with, like we used yeah. to fill that Star Trek lot. BBC Two, um, so they're they're good. I don't know if there's like three or four. There's a few films from like the goes into the the sixties and the seventies maybe. Yeah, uh, and it, it goes back to the to, to mod like now, doesn't it? it? Comes back back to the past yeah. and things like that. Conquest. Yeah, um, and uh, the reboot from Tim Burton was is it, is awful. It's one of his. It probably is where Tim Burton's worst movie. Like when he did that movie, everything else kind of like it's been a bit of a decline. Like I love Tim Burton, but after that, it was kind of like a hit and miss. Like not all of his movies after it have been terrible, but I don't think he's met, he's never met the height of like Big Fish or you know um, Edward the Hands or nothing like that, which mm. was before. I think it just like really lacked imagination and stuff. And I think um, you know in, in not used that often, but a lot of what what was wrong. I'm not even thought it out, but I was just thinking when I was watching it. Yeah, I've got like a sense of scale of the stuff, the the actual planet. You don't know how big it is and, and stuff. And I just think a lot, just some paintings, just some like landscapes or models and stuff would have thought that out. Just a few shots here and there and stuff. But mm. it, it, it the, the action's all right, but it's just not a 
another good movie. Just, it yeah. just a bit more dull and bit, you know, bit meh, you know, bit boring. The apes are really good in that, like the makeup, like you said, yeah. like the animatronics. It's really good in the Tim Burton one, isn't it? I remember like going to see it and wanting to like it so much because it's got like Tim Roth and it just it just felt flat. Mark Wahlberg. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you know he's he's a decent actor, isn't he? But I think this was I, his first film, I, wasn't it? It might have been, yeah. I think it was his first film. So at the time, it was sort of, if I remember correctly. It was, a, it was a bit balked at that Mark Wahlberg was in it. Mm. Yeah, it just, it just fell flat. So, um, I've only seen the, the first one of this, the most recent trilogy, and yeah. that was, I thought that was incredible, it was really exciting, and um, I loved, I loved the way, um, it was like, kind of like a prequel when it came out. It felt like a prequel to the 60s one, um, Yes. So what's it like yeah. in it, in it, it um, you know, just by itself, uh, without the, the sequels that have come after, which I believe I've never, I haven't seen the, the the next two, but I believe they're at the next the awesome. They're they're good, yeah. If you listen on the first, uh, uh, the latest three, I think is it Rise of the Planet of the Apes or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? I can't remember. Um, you you hear a news article of them going off into space and that's, that's the right. that's the telling of the very very first film isn't it yeah that was in rise of the planet of the apes yeah yeah I, I i disagree with the titles surely the first one should have been dawn and then it should have been rise and then war but I get confused, but yeah, the first one's Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and it is brilliant because they're after um, a cure for Alzheimer's, aren't they? That's the whole purpose. They yeah. Try. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really clever, wasn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. We slag off CG a fair bit on the on this podcast, but uh, the CG in that and that movie is, is pretty good. Um, is that is it Andy Serkis because like the, uh, the it the, is Andy Serkis, yeah. Yeah. Is it Caesar? Is he Caesar? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah. And as you say, the CG is amazing. It's just, it's just like um, the complete opposite to the Tim movie, where it's like everything's been a bit more considered and thought out. Yeah, it's, it's like a believable world and, and sort of premise that you can sort of buy into, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and like, it's not lazy with the legacy of the. the um, the, the 60s, you know, movies are they does, does a good job of what that started to get. Yeah. Well, I remember the Tim Burton one. I've, I've read somewhere, I'm sure, I don't know where I read it, but um, it wasn't originally going to have a twist at the end. There's a twist in the Tim Burton one, isn't he? Like, be, but because the, the original was so famous for the twist, yeah, they threw, they threw that twist in at the end, just as like... Not to lead on to sequels ending, but just as like a, a fun thing to do, and I think it spoils it. I think they shouldn't done that and just left it as it was. But yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not great. Whereas the new ones, like you say, this, the, the, the slow burners are they, they take a while to build up the story yeah. and set the scenes to the world and the characters, and then, and then it, it all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Um, the other movie that I want to talk about um, is Waterworld. Uh, oh, Why are you smiling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought because since we talked about like Alien Three and that's 
Alien 3 is regarded as not being very good. On the, and we think about uh, the production being like a bit of a mess. The same can be said for Waterworld because it was meant to, I think at the time, it was one of the most expensive movies ever made or, and it was meant to flop massively. But I think when you look into it, it didn't, wasn't that much of a, a flop. It, it did like make a bit of money. It just didn't make as much money as what they wanted, they hoped for. Yeah, yeah. It is, I, I remember seeing it on um, getting renting it out and actually being made up and thinking it was a, you know, an enjoyable movie. But like when you watch something like that, <laughs> Richard just said there, Waterworld flopped hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's funny you say about that that Al because I I've read an um, a Mark Hamill book. It's from a while ago, but I was reading it, it was about it, and he mentions Waterworld and he's talking about um yeah films that flop basically, and that was like seen as a big flop. But in actual fact, I think you're right. It made its money back in the end because people heard that it was it was so bad or what have you. It had all these bad reviews. And then people went and seen it and rented it and bought it. And it actually made more money than it cost, but just not from the box office or from the first weekend or what have you. So, it, yeah, you're right. These films are considered flops, but they're still, they still churn them out and they still make big bucks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, that's one of, the, one of the arguments was what... Why do these big studios still make these big blockbusters, even though they flop? You know, things like um, John Carter of Mars and um, Wild Wild West, you know, all these massive films that didn't make their money back. But they, they do, they still get the money back because people they get word of mouth, people saying, oh, yeah, it's really bad, you need to go and see it, and all these things, and people make their own mind up. Whereas if no one is talking about Waterworld, then it probably wouldn't have made this money back, and we probably wouldn't be talking about it now, and it would still be the same film. Yeah, I mean, they get it's over time as well. Like, um, they don't make it, may, may not make it back at the box office, but it might be at VHS and like TV reruns and things like that. Mm. Well, I, have you any of you seen it? Yeah, a I long time so. ago. Yeah, a long time ago myself as well. Yeah, I enjoyed I, it. I enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's a good, it's no, it's good. It's things that I remember is like, um, <laughs> drinking his own piss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's just Kevin Costco. <laughs> uh, well, like, he could swim underwater because he was like half fish. Yeah. Yeah. It, the premise is that evolution, if you spend enough time in the water, then uh, you'd grow gills. Um, <laughs> it's all right if you. The baddie? Den- Dennis Hopper's the baddie, isn't he? Dennis Hopper, yes. yeah. Hamming it up, wasn't he? And he's, yeah. he's better than. Uh, was he Bowser and Super Mario Brothers? Uh, I think it was Cooper, but yeah, same principle. <laughs> Just to go back on the money of it, it took it was 175 million to make. Mm. Of Kevin, Co- a lot of it of Kevin Costner's own money. So was 175 it? million in the first weekend, it took 21 million. That's not too bad, but gross worldwide, 264. So the the broken even, you know. Yeah. I'm no math teacher, but that's what. 18.4 times. I don't know, I might be wrong there. Um, but that doesn't look that bad at all. In America, yeah. it, it made half of its, pretty much half of its money back, just in America. Yeah. So, if you speak to people and say, what's the biggest flops like in, in cinema? They'll name that. You'll name Waterworld and things like that. You know, some of the films you mentioned there. 
But they, that, like we said before, they, you're right. They, they make the money back, if not more, sometimes. Yeah. 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 But it's good. I like I like the scale of it. I wondered what the money actually went on because that's a lot of money back then. You look at like yeah. Terminator 2, which we mentioned before. Mm. You know, you can see where the money went on, but where did it go on in the in Waterworld? I can tell you. I can tell you. Um, the island with the human settlements on was built. Um, no CGI. It was actually manufactured and it sank. And they had to refloat it. And they had to refloat it. quite cheap, you know, Lee. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Terminator cost 100 million. Well, uh, I was going to say before, what, what I like about that water world is that, I mean, that set is amazing. And mm. the, the money is there, you can see it, I know it sank, but it does look amazing. And I used to think back to, like you saying about him drinking his piss, but what I remember about it was the, um, the, the depth, like I know you don't see the depth of the water, but the water just being, like if you go in the water, that's like an expansive area. It's like it's like going into space. Like that whole world is water. So you jump into that water, and then it's like you're like you're in space. You know, the middle of nowhere and the middle of nothing. I that that's what I liked about it. It was just very isolated, and makes you feel very small. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. Anyway. Really like Mad Max, but at sea, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he had the jet skis and that, didn't he as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I think it it's open for uh, open for a reboot, you know. I I hope they do and uh, I all, go all out for it. You yeah. know, Mad Max, uh, Fury Road style, just have that, <laughs> just have that on water. You know, just bombing it long. It's awesome. Like yeah, definitely I'll pay for that. Yeah, and bring back Kevin Costner as well. He's not in enough movies. No, he's um, Superman's dad. Um, um, Man of Steel, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah, but he's not in enough movies, I don't think. No, he's not. I was trying to think, see what he. The last thing he was in was Yellowstone, which was a series, I think. A cowboy. Looks like cowboy esque. He was in quite a good one about um, how he was a lawman with. I can't remember who it was with. Um, is it there? Oh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yes. He was the, the US. He was the Marshals, weren't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Highwaymen. That, yes. that, that was quite a good one. And also another good, I know we're getting off topic here, but another a brilliant one, little hidden gem, um, is Mr. Brooks with uh, Kevin Costner and his alter ego. I can't remember who it was. Um, oh. I can see his face, but that's useless, and his name's just gone. Mm but well, he was in he was in one that James recommended a while ago, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Then James said that was a, that was heartbreaker. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so he's in that. So he's, he's, still, he's still kicking, he's still kicking about. Yeah, he's done some good films. Mm. Yeah, was well, good. Any more? Uh, any more? I want to mention. Well, it's not one I've I've seen, but I've, I know is this wasn't he in this The Postman as yeah. well? That yeah. Post- yeah. I've never seen that before. I think it's post-apocalyptic. Or is that a different movie? No, that's right. Yeah, I've never seen it myself. No, but it's a yeah, there's a post-apocalyptic one. Yeah, again, it's a bit like a road movie, isn't it? He's going from one place to another, like a journey thing. Um, but as I say, I haven't seen it. 
Yeah. Oh, good. Good shout. Any more? You done? That's me done. Okay. So, shall I give you some of mine then that haven't been mentioned? Um, well, one of my all-time favorites. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll quickly mention one of my all-time favorites. The Matrix. No one's mentioned the Matrix films. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is 100% post-apocalyptic. You know, human races enslaved as batteries and absolutely groundbreaking. I don't want to say too much about it because we are going to talk about it in a couple of months' time, probably on our um, films to see before we die, because it is in that top 10. I'm sure it's top 10, if not top 20. Very um, high. It is up there. Um, but yeah, again, one of my one of my all-time favourite films, I'm, and again, I've read the book of this, and then the film was better than the book, is Children and Men. Um, mm. So yes. are we counting this as post-apocalyptic? No, sorry. Is that is that more dystopian? It, it is. Well, well, the apocalypse hadn't happened and also it's it's sort of like on the cusp of it but well um I'm trying to well, think they, without any spoilers sort of because there's no kids being born isn't that the apocalypse but there is in the film isn't there is, Spoil- isn't the whole spoilies. premise of the film <laughs> without any spoilies isn't that the idea of the film mm. okay so we go with that's dystopian then yeah yeah All right, well, i've meant i've mentioned Sorry. it so but this one definitely is post-apocalyptic. Snowpiercer. Yeah. Um, starring, what's his name, Chris Evans. Now, is it Kate Blanchett or is it the other one? T- um, t- Tilda. No, it's the other one. Tilda, what's her name? Tilda Swinton. That's the one. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic film. Um, so basically, the human race is uh, living on a train. <laughs> and this train... Because the, the earth is so cold and because of climate change and so on, has to keep moving in order to generate energy for the train, heat and all that sort of thing. But it's 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 more a study of class. So you've got the upper class who live near the front of the train where it's warmer near the engine. And you've got the lower class, the working class, the, the, the slaves, you want to call them that, who live near the back and, um, you know, don't have much food, don't have much life, don't have very good quality of life. Um yeah, absolutely fantastic film. Directed by, uh, I'm going to get his name wrong, Bong Joon-ho, who done, um, what's the film? The Oscar winner? No, did one. <laughs> Parasite. Parasite, yeah, he directed Parasite okay. as well, yeah. I think so, yeah, I'm sure, uh, unless I'm getting that wrong. Yeah, Parasite, yeah, thought so. Um, so, yeah, and Snowpiercer, is, it's so close. To, uh, has anyone seen it, by the way? No, no. Yes. I've seen the series. Yeah. yeah. It's I haven't seen the series yet, but I wouldn't mind seeing it. But um it's it's so claustrophobic and so gruesome and you know you could you could probably class it as dystopian, but we're gonna say post apocalyptic because the rest of the world yeah. is just yeah. non existent. It's, it's how the world how's the world how's the human race dealing with the apocalypse? Yeah, it is, yeah. but yeah, just a brilliant a brilliant film. As I say, Chris Evans, Jamie Bell's in it. Tilda Swinton, Ed Harris, you know, all these, John Hart in one, probably one of his last roles, I would imagine. John Hart, sorry, not Hart, John Hart. Is he, he is dead, isn't he? <laughs> um, I don't know. He did. You say again? An alien jumped out of his chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, spoilies. He, he jumped out of an alien's chest, I think. But um, yeah, just a great, great film and not an easy watch. So have you seen the series, Richard? 
did you say? Yeah, and I'm wondering how how much like the film the series is, um, because we watched Hannah, the film, and then we started watching it on Prime, I think, and it is almost word for word the same, but just stretched out. So we watched the Snowpiercer series, and we were going to watch the film the other day, but it had been taken off, whatever, mm. Netflix or whatever, it had been taken off. Mm. So I've not seen it yet, unfortunately. I, but, uh, I suspect that the series is like that, what you've said there, is a retelling of the film. It's going to be, a, yeah. So I would probably, strangely, I would probably prefer the series in that case if it's going to be the same. But, mm. uh, yeah, um, I'd still give it a go. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not like with Hannah where it's like a one and a half hour film and then you're going to do 10 episodes, 10 hours worth. It's like, I'm wasting my time here. Whereas it will be the other way around with this, won't it? Yeah. I'd definitely watch Snowpiercer the film if you, if you if you if you get the chance. I mean, I don't I don't think it'll spoil the series because well, you know I, I don't want to say too much about it. Um but yeah, definitely recommend Snowpiercer. Alright, uh, any more we haven't said? Have we omitted yes. Biggies? Uh, can we yeah. honourably mention Battlestar Galactica? Oh, yes. Really? What a series. Are you going for the new one or the old one or both? Uh, I'll go for the new one. I really like yeah. the new one. Yeah. The old one's a bit more like, it's like your Saturday Saturday afternoon series, isn't it? You can watch it and just let it glaze over. But the new one's really, it's it's very modern, isn't it? Like sort of um, very political, like things going on with, in the background and that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. I've only seen the first series, but yeah, it's really good. I enjoyed that. Richard has raised his hand because he'd like to speak. So, well, oh. no, it's just a sort of like, you know, before you go. Um, <laughs> it's probably my favourite post-apocalyptic film. Um, it's a little bit like Terminator in that we've got a little bit of time travel involved. Uh, oh. And we start, well, basically we start in the post-apocalyptic world and it's got Bruce Willis in it. Oh. And it's a Terry Gilliam film, and it is the amazing Twelve Monkeys, which um, astonishes me every single time I I see it. I remember the first time I, I saw it at the cinema, and there's a massive revelation at the end, and it was like the whole cinema went, oh, it's it, you know, and it's just fantastic. Um, so that's my film of the film of the pod. Is that correct? Film of the pod. Go for that if you want. Yeah, is that a new thing? I think we need to bring that yeah. in. Then. All right, then. Well, yeah. Like, we kind of do, but don't have a. You know, we'll get some music going and everything. Um, a little bit like what James is. <laughs> yeah, it's a good shout. That's a great film. And again, there's a series of that, isn't he? Yeah, but I don't want to watch it in case it's disappointing. So, because I don't know how you'd make it into a series without just retelling the film. I don't know if anybody could uh, could guide me on that one. Yeah. Let yeah. uh, our listeners guide you. Either of them. What'd you say? The, oh, the, the BBC player. Oh, is it? the series. The series of the film. Uh, I think the film. Oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah. Got it on Blu-ray. Streaming's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He's right, you know. <laughs> well, we did get a bit of feedback from uh, from the, the interwebs. Um, and our listener, listener who's contributed before, Joseph Maddox, um, I said like what's what's our what's our favourite, and he said Mad Max. 
But can't wait to see the Fallout series, uh, what that's going to be like on Amazon with the people from Westworld working on it. So for those who don't know, Fallout is a series of computer games basically set after a, a, an apocalypse war. Um, and apparently the people who do Westworld are, are creating a series. Um, so, yeah. And I said to him, what did he think of, like, which Mad Max was his favourite? Because, um, you know, we're big fans of Fury Road. And he said, yeah, the second one's his favourite but Mel uh, from Mel, but Fury Road is his number one. So, yeah, again, more more love for Fury Road. It is it is a great film. Uh, well then, Joe. Yeah. So, good stuff. All right. Any final comments, gentlemen? Did Fury Road get voted uh, the best movie of the last sort of decade? Yeah. Empire yeah. voted it the best one. Yeah. But, you know, the chat and flicks, film of the decade, it didn't get anywhere near it, I don't think. No, no. I think, I think it did get a mention, but didn't uh, didn't get to the top three. Yeah. All right, gents, should we finish there? Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate all your listens and all your, your tweets and Instagram posts and, and Facebook posts. Um, thanks for all your contributions. And as we keep saying, spread the word. And if you can, if you're on um, the Apple App Store, whatever it's called, can you give us a review? And give us a five star review preferably because it yeah. gives all, it gives us it takes us up the up the rankings apparently I've been doing a bit of research on this so yeah give us some reviews and get us get us up them rankings get us a bit more exposure but yeah thanks for listening and uh, we're on all the socials Facebook Instagram and Twitter or you can email us chatandflicks@hotmail.com and we will see you next episode which is what we've been watching but Richard on the spot what's our next theme I don't know should we do Sherlock. <laughs> If you want. Do you want to do Sherlock Holmes? No, we'll do Sherlock Holmes. Okay. You meant to plan these things out, Richard? Well, that's meant to be sounding like it's not thought out, but it was. Oh, okay then. Oh, that, that old chestnut. That, that's <laughs> it, yeah. Oh, I, I, I love Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I can't wait for this. Good stuff. Okay, guys. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.